I'm Luxy and I connect businesses with freelance tech solutions and I'm your host. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Tina and Miranda to discuss the importance of top diverse workforce. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Tina, why don't you kick us off? Hello, my name is Tina. I'm a product manager by profession, uh, but I'm currently in between jobs. Hopefully I sign new contracts soon. I just don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to announce which company it is. But I've been in product management for three years now, but in tech industry for about 20 years. Um, This topic is very close to my heart, (laughs) being sister to four brothers and growing up and working in the Philippines, for those who may not know. Um, It's a country where it used to be with macho culture where it's very prominent i'm not sure how it is now since i haven't haven't been living the country for such a long time and also being a woman in tech for the last 20 years um as i have basically learned to adapt to these things <laughs> and however i would say that i'm the type who won't let things slide um many times especially when i'm being disrespected um on a positive note i'm very glad that there has been more focus on diversity inclusion and empathy this space that's me <laughs> cool and uh, i can go next my name is miranda moose uh, i'm an engineering manager uh for material flow and robotics automation equipment at Northvolt. Um, I was at the Tesla and Panasonic Gigafactory before this in the U.S. Uh, so I moved to Sweden for the role at Northvolt and have been here for two years. And yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the topic as well. Amazing. Thank you. So now that we have established a contact, context of each of you, let's move on to the topic and focus. So you'll have a question or statement on the importance of a top diverse workforce. As usual, I'll work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind it. So I'll give you the opportunity to give or take on the situation of this topic. Before that, I'm just going to ask you all, what do you all believe a diverse workforce is? Miranda, why don't you start us off? Okay. Yeah. I think diversity, you know, by the nature of the word can come in a lot of different forms, should come in a lot of different forms. Um, It's really easy, I think, for organizations to get super pigeonholed in one category or another. But of course, having people from different countries, of different genders, of different backgrounds and associations, it really, uh, I think it just comes down to having a very well-rounded baseline with people who have a ton of different experiences to bring new ideas and challenge assumptions. Amazing. And Tina? Yeah, um, since I'm not an expert in this topic, I'm actually going to quote uh, one article that I read recently about uh, from Human Resource MBA, where they're basically describing what a diverse workforce is. And it's very aligned to what Miranda has mentioned. Um, it's basically says that a diverse workforce simply means that the company has built a diverse, a ver- diversified workforce, which include different types of people which it, it could mean that different ethnicities, sexual orientation, socioeconomic um, statuses, age, genders, religions, and other ways in which humans innately differ. Uh, it could also si- simply mean people who have different personalities and will approach things differently. So you, you could also include things, people like introvert and extrovert as well in the, in, in the, in the criteria or in the sphere of diversity, right? So I think that would be 
uh, it's important basically for for organization who want to build diverse workforce that they they look into all this um this um elements or parameters when even building a, a, a diversified workforce and I'll also look at at their overall goals and and values when you are actually trying to implement this into your organization amazing thank you guys thanks for sharing your insights so tina do you want to kick us off with your subtopic please absolutely um so something that is closely linked with diversity is inclusion so that's why i thought that it would be very important to actually uh, bring it into our discussion as well and and someone who's been um probably uh, since women women in tech is still a, a minority right in, in all this discussion about diversity so i think i've been in in a one way or another part in my work experience been uh, probably been have felt excluded <laughs> so that's why i thought okay this is a really good topic to bring up in this kind of discussion so um one thing that you have to note is that these two diversity and inclusion they are sometimes interchangeable in many things in many places where you read about them or hear about them but what's in what's important to note is that um they are not interchangeable right they're two different terms so with diversity is meaning that you want to is the representation of people or in, in to make up an entity while inclusion is about how well we use those people on, on how the, the diversity in, in the organization and how to use them and and involve them in informing your organization or having a valued environment if you could say it like that um so which leads me to the question how important is inclusiveness in diverse workforce workforce as i mentioned a while ago, many many of us could probably call it a sense of exclusion. I felt it for sure uh, in in my work life, or even in person as well. Uh, being uh, with friends or random people I met, I have felt those ex those sense of being exclude excluded as well. So that's why I thought, yeah, it's it's really good to have it as a thing that you should highlight in the society or in the company course um yeah but inclusion is the reverse of that right so inclusion reverse of ex being ex exclusive excluded is being included <laughs> so this is basically making people welcome making people feel welcome ensuring that it is safe for them to express who they choose to be demonstrate how they are appreciated in the company and also that people listen to their input and working collaboratively collaboratively with each other and also showing that we care for them and and the other reasons for that is because that there are evidences that proves that organizations that are focusing on building more inclusive culture attract and retain a wider diversity of talent because we are diverse we are also going to be have going to be uh, act, uh, acting differently we're probably going to be treated differently as well so that's why it's also important for us to for the organization to look at it on a more holistic view and see how can we make each on each and every talent in the organization be, be included so that's my take on it so what do you do you think uh, about it miranda uh, yeah, I think it's a really good question and point because I think diversity and inclusion as a phrase or as a pairing is super buzzy right now. And it's, you know, popular to say we're looking to have a diverse and inclusive workforce, but there's a lot more uh, metrics or focus on the hiring diversity part of it. And then, you know, once you hire diverse talent, 
creating the psychological safety for those people to be themselves and uh, and to actually add the value that having the diverse workforce brings to the table. Uh, it that's the extra step that I think often gets forgotten or not addressed or kind of swept under the rug. I think it's also probably the harder one to address. It comes down to, you know, like where's the line between managing personal relationships and how do we, you know, enforce a culture that does encourage psychological safety and does encourage people from diverse backgrounds to speak up, uh, especially in settings where, you know, as women in tech, I'm sure we've all been, you know, sometimes the only woman in the room. <laughs> and then the it puts a lot more pressure when you have this thought, like, should I speak up? Is this, you know, will it sound dumb? Which I think is just a human tendency to, to have that reaction. Uh, so I think inclusiveness is fundamentally just as important or maybe even more important to lay the framework first before you start, you know, enforcing these metrics related to hiring diversity. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think one one thing that is also being uh, co common these days is the, what happened during the pandemic, basically the great resignation, right? And I think mm -hmm. part of it is also for, where in people that uh, people felt they are they are disrespected at work. And I think that's also an effect of exclusion in, in the organization. If people are probably more included and listened off, they may not have felt disrespected at work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a whole separate target or, you know, I feel like a lot of companies love metrics. It's a whole separate mm -hmm. metric to uh, how you're retaining diverse mm -hmm. applicants and hires and how you're especially yeah like you mentioned in the pandemic as the world evolves how we provide an inclusive environment has to evolve with it and i think we're mm -hmm. behind the curve in that way amazing Miranda, your subtopic yeah so one of the things that uh pops into my mind on this topic or in these conversations is uh, i wanted to understand or hear some insights on how you know either you have successfully or ideas about what methods you can use as a leader to attract diverse talent and get diverse applicants after you've laid the foundation for an inclusive environment. Do you have any thoughts on that, Tina? Yeah, um, since I, I don't, I am not really involved in the hiring in the companies that I've been so far, uh, so to be honest, I haven't have um, a direct experience in it, but um, from from the experience I had so far, I haven't been in a company wherein they have actually excelled in the subject at all. Um, but I think the one one thing that would really be will be able to help to to have um, to have a diverse team in an organization is if the leaders are actually um, uh, influencing it or there's because from my point of view, they are the one who has the the call that the influence basically to to make um, to make this into effect in an organization since normally people look up to them right and it is that's why it's very important for for the leaders to promote and evangelizing on this subject and also when i meant leaders <laughs> i also want to include the line the people with line management because sometimes they're also lost into the uh, lost into that um equation and then and, and that it's there sometimes the one is also 
causing the problem <laughs> and because they don't also understand what's the value of and of, of, of this subject for them yeah yeah that's a super good point i think sometimes it's hard to uh, create buy-in across all levels of the organization and yeah it, it's a it's a super interesting and nuanced conversation Amazing. And so we've also had a um, question from a LinkedIn uh, guest who's a listener. How a diverse team affects product development? What would you say, Tina? Um, it's going back into the benefits that we have for having a diverse workforce. I think uh, when you have, um, when you do have different uh, or diverse talent in, the, in, in product development, it for sure like give you different perspectives when you brainstorm ideas, uh, when you come up with ideas, when when you discuss problems, which is normally how it is in product development, you always start with a problem and you want to you want to be able to really discuss the problems before coming with solutions. Right. So it's, it's so that's why in, in product development, especially for me, like as a product manager, I normally lead discussions, especially when there, when there are new new features we want to build or we want to. Uh, deliver to our customers. Uh, it's, it's there's a big chunk of it that goes into discovery process, wherein we do talk to people, we do talk to customers, and and to brainstorming ideas. But once that once we have gathered all this information, we actually bring it to the team. So in the product development team, which mean it could mean that you have the developers, you have the QA, you could have the UX researchers, you could have other people, front and back end developers in that, or you can have other product managers that you may have in the organizations. So all those diverse talents that you have we all think differently right and uh, all those people have their their own share of knowledge and ideas perspective into different things that basically um is like the whole equation it, they, they they form the they form the um, hold up <laughs> how would i say it? it they are basically like the each of them has their own set of pie if you can say it like that and they 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 compose the whole pie and they bring each of them will bring something to the table and and i think that's a very important thing to note when when having diversity in a product development amazing and miranda your views yeah, I think uh, what Tina hit on is spot on with uh, the the brainstorming part of the product development. And then if I also like put this into the context of my world, it, there's there's also so much benefit in having people from different backgrounds and experiences who can contribute to. Uh, you know, my version of the execution phase, which is we, you know, we work predominantly with equipment and such. And uh, I actually have an example today of, you know, I had a, a team member who was super in the details with this, you know, technical concept development and really hashing it out with the supplier. And that was the, the strong suit in the wheelhouse of this team member. Uh, and we were making a ton of good progress. And then it came up on the point where it was time to negotiate the price with the supplier and to kind of kick this into the next phase. And <laughs> having such a well-rounded team in this case really paid off because somebody was able to step in and have their back and kind of support in a way that uh, provided, you know, their skill set or something that they're very comfortable in, but also it gives like a more dynamic and uh, how do I say, I guess like a dynamic experience for our supplier too, who, you know, has built a very, very good technical relationship with one person. And then because we have the ability to spread out the accountability and the responsibility, they can have a different kind of relationship with my negotiator or the person who closes the deal at the end of the day. And that's, I think, super beneficial and 
maybe a bit underrated or not talked about or quantified as much. Uh, but it's you know just as important to close the project as it is to brainstorm it and start it. Amazing. So Miranda, how would you say like um, if you're going to say diverse affecting tech teams, um, what would you say um, is the main important key thing? I think um, the the different experience. I mean, I think most uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is the mm -hmm. difference in backgrounds, like people who have both operated the machines, maybe they come from like an operator background and have yeah. moved up into machine design that way. But then also the people who are more experienced in the simulation and the modeling and uh, how, how you conceptualize an idea, that kind of diversity, which tends to come from, you know, different engineering degrees or different degrees in general, or uh, maybe different areas or countries, these, these kinds of people merging together to pull off an equipment project is super, super crucial to our execution. Amazing. Perfect. And Tina, what would you say um, with tech teams? I think I could just add on as well, because like, Miranda has really, really good points around uh, around her answers as well. But one thing, something that I could also add on is like um, how the experiences of each individual affects uh, affects the 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 call that the uh, what happens to the team in, in this yeah. case i think the different backgrounds that we have like for example for me uh, before i before i moved to to sweden i actually came from philippines so i do have a background around working there and 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 basically the experience i gained there from working in in that kind of culture and then when i moved to singapore similarly the experience i gained there that on on how on how you how you work together with people from another culture by then because this time I would be it's not just for with Filipinos it's also with people who actually live in Singapore and people that the Singaporeans work with say it could be the Europe Asia Pacific for example so this experience that I could bring into the team when I moved to 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 Europe I think that's something that has uh, that could give some edge <laughs> to that to that team as well when when we when I started working with them and and multiply that with all the different diversity that you could have in the in, in the team right so and just one piece of equation there would be one more people here that maybe another product manager who could come from different experience doesn't have to be from different culture but it's just have a different experience it could be a, mm -hmm. just a different orientation so that the point of view that they have growing up in Sweden could be and a part of the equation that that will help the team as well. Amazing. And Mirinda, your second subtopic, please. Yeah. Uh, so so the context on this one is that uh, at Northfolt, we have a super widespread of like cultural backgrounds uh, and people from all over the world. And one of the things that I was wondering is either, you know, as a leader or somebody in a team, I guess, uh, what has your experience been or have you been a part of a team that implemented any specific structures or rules of conduct within your diverse teams that made you feel safe, psychologically safe, and ensured successful cooperation. And Tina, your views? Yeah, I can I can just add on because um, you know, or I can just pitch in some inputs around this. Um, 
um, as I mentioned a while ago, I haven't been in a company wherein this is really completely practiced perfectly. <laughs> so of course, <laughs> each, each, each companies I have been had tried, have their own flavor of it um, to make sure that uh, people are actually feel included as well and make sure that they are heard, um, they make sure that they actually can voice their opinion and not be able to, uh, not gonna be, they're not gonna be reprimanded for it. Um, I think one thing that could be, aside from, from the leaders, ensuring that people can be open about their ideas uh, that they can actually speak freely and without getting um, getting sanctioned or <laughs> being reprimanded for anything that they say because I think that's well, that's important but other than that I think one thing for, that could be good for leaders like for example me for me as a product manager one thing that that I could uh, make sure I do in the team in the with the teams that I work with is to make sure that I can make them feel make them feel that I listen to them because mm -hmm. um, I think listening is one important important trait or skill that we can have as, as um, leaders in the, in an organization so then if we know that um, we we give we share that um, feeling to our, our colleagues that they can talk to us and that we will actually listen to them not just for the sake of listening but you actually listen to them then it probably would get make them feel that yeah do, these people or the company actually would listen to us and that we can share our opinions and we and we were going to be heard for it and that that they would listen to our inputs. Amazing. And Miranda, what sort of techniques would you say that you would use for, you know, inclusiveness? Uh, yeah, this is something I've been reading on a lot lately, trying to uh, find some more techniques. But mm -hmm. actually, I recently read The Culture Map by Erin Meyer, and she has some pretty interesting practical suggestions when it comes to working, at least, or her book is specifically about cultural diversity and inclusion, or, you know, successful business deals in a culturally diverse context. And, uh, you know, one of the takeaways from it that I got, there are, you know, specific chapters, and I recommend the book to anybody who is interested in the topic, but uh, the, the main takeaway that I got is communicating uh, out loud or explicitly when you are noticing something like a, a difference or some sort of friction. I mean, that's essentially what it came down to. There's a ton of different categories where you can put cultures on a linear scale of, you know, uh, extremes and moderates and such. But ultimately what it comes down to is, is something that I hadn't uh, implemented maybe so much before just explicitly saying hey I'm realizing you know uh, that when we are calling something a decision decision means something different to to different people in this room so let's highlight when you know or like let's explicitly list out what we mean when we say this is a decision and in some cultures that means, uh, that we charge ahead on pursuing it, but it could change quickly with new data in the next couple of days. And for some people, that means it's as good as a contract and the, the route ahead is not flexible or adjustable or it will take a lot of uh, effort and energy to readjust or change the trajectory. So that was something uh, super interesting that I'm taking with me in the future. Interesting, yeah. Amazing. Nice. 
Yeah. Perfect. And we'll leave it there. So this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. And I want to take this opportunity to thank Miranda and Tina for providing their insights into the topic. And thank you for listening. If you would like to get involved in one of our podcasts, reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email luxy at evolution-nordics.com.